Hey man, say man, it's the Greater Podcast back with. I don't want to say a final episode, but oh, this guy is scaring the people. Nah, right. final, bro. We, we just <laughs> we just take we taking a little, you know what I'm saying? Hiatus. Early. Yeah, we just started the podcast. Why are we, why are we talking about that already? Right, I'm saying, bro. We about to start it off. I was trying to help my man. You know He's the people in, bro. It's that final episode. Series ender. Stop. No, don't start. Let's just keep going. All right, here we go. No, I'll get restarted. Oh, we didn't we float. If, we if, if you didn't say here we go, we could have just recovered, but that's so, all Hey man, say it man, it's the Greater Podcast, back with another episode, another one, edition. Another one. Yo, 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 back, yes, sir. And we better, hopefully. Oh, no, we definitely better, I mean, we have no choice. Understand. So, I mean, what are you, what are you guys right, Gabe, Gabe is here, you know what I'm saying? Remy's here, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Face next, Sam is present. And it's your boy Mo, <laughs> Mo Legend here. It's, yo, it's funny. People being like, yo, how come you don't freestyle on the pod? I think I know I said this last oh, time. For real? Yeah, was so like, yo. Son, they're like, yo, what's going on? But you don't freestyle on the pod no more. I'm just like, yeah, because when I used to freestyle on the pod, no one would appreciate it. So I was like, you know what? I just stopped doing it. I know Remy was like the only one low key that supported me. Wait, we all supported That last thing you did was tough. Whatever. We didn't support it. It's okay, son. It's okay. It's all right. I'm present, Prince God. Yep, it's the Greater Podcast. Back with another episode. Um, you know, we we've had some some good episodes over the past few weeks. I'll say that we've had a lot of uh, reviews, and especially on our most recent pod with Mo Mo Digger talking about uh, men and accountability and all that. So we um, we probably saw the most reposts on that in a while. I say so. Seems I got yeah. some text saying it was a needed conversation. Uh, of course, it was like a heavy topic, as most of the ones we've been doing. But it was a needed needed conversation for ourselves too. Like even on the pod, you know, there's yeah. some things that we realized. Like oh, uh, didn't really think about things like that. So I thought it was good for me personally. Yeah, yeah. No, the feedback was good. Uh, shout out to Mo for sliding through for and giving us like for a sure. different perspective to everything. Sis. Uh, must much much needed conversation in, in regards to like because we don't want gender wars to overshadow the current race attention. You know what I'm saying? Nah. So that bro. was a good one. Yeah, this guy gave with the sis, but now nah, Mo yeah. always be definitely Mo sis, always be bro. coming with it. She's definitely fam. Uh, she's definitely <laughs> one of the one of the basically fam outspoken boxers. person. Right. Very yeah. outspoken. She's not yep. shy at all. No, Prescott. Yeah, I mean, you could trust, you know, you could trust her to speak her mind and say what needs to be said sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. we need that, honestly. So it's all good. Definitely. Yeah, everybody got that friend. That's ours. Real rap, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, so coming coming into this episode, we do have a few announcements for y'all. One, we are going to be taking a little break, a little summer break to enjoy life and to regroup and to, (laughs) you know, 
just relax. As y'all know, a little hiatus. We were a little exhausted during this quarantine. Take take an entanglement (laughs) with some rest. Yes, entanglement indeed. Disgusting. It's well needed, you know. I was like, oh, no. It might be a nice little name. See, the the bars just be so natural. I'm sorry. It just just comes so naturally. I can't help myself. This this guy wants to freestyle so bad. That's why he's representing I did. Ahead, I'm go fighting ahead, all bro. the urge. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm fighting no, the urge. He's about to spontaneously do it just now. Yeah, it's okay. Nah, I'm gonna let it go. It. I'm gonna let it just go. Free, I'm not, freestyle about I'm freestyle it. about freestyle about the break, bro. <laughs> freestyle about the break. She all right. I'm freestyling about the break. I'm about to do it in one take like Drake. Ooh. Ooh. I'm name it. <laughs> wait, hold on, calm down. Oh no, wait. I ain't done, I'm just getting started. And that's it. No more. Yeah, let's move yeah. on, y'all. Let's keep it going. On a serious note, we are going to be taking a break for the remainder of the summer. Uh, coming back in September, we realize, you know, of course, we want to stay consistent with what we do. Um, but there's some breaks that are needed. You know, we need we need some sure. time to regroup, to think about, you know, what we've put out so far and what we want to put out later on. And, you know, especially – Personally, like where we are in our walks and our hearts and everything like that. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, even in this time, knowing that people have platforms, it's important to also understand, like, who's really got in the platform um, and who's who's in charge of it. You know, we could we can continue to keep trying to push on and um, push out content. But I think it's always good to stop and, and regroup personally for me. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's a little hiatus. We'll be back soon. Thank you guys for supporting us thus far during the quarantine. You know, quarantine, there's so many different things that are, like, competing for our attention, whether it's just, like, IG, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. But you guys still choose to engage with our content. So we just want to say thank you. Um, and when we come back, we'll be, you know, fresh, refreshed, more juicy topics, more ideas to be able to share with you guys. So thank you guys. More guests. For all the love that. and support. More guests. All that. All that good stuff. So, yeah. This guy said juicy. But not during, <laughs> during the break. We're gonna we're we're not gonna just you know not throw anything up. So we're gonna probably put out some audio clips of, of past um, guests and past podcasts. Probably and we also do have something dropping uh, during the break, and Remy is actually sporting it today. <laughs> mm, our model Remy, as you can see, he has the purple do right. Remy, go ahead and show them the side profile. Yes, work it, work it. <laughs> nice, love it. For those of y'all, not, <laughs> for those of y'all, Yo, who are not, da, 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 da. I am tired. For those of y'all who are not watching uh, this this video, Remy is actually wearing a Project Three Thirty T staple T. Is hurt. Is hurt. Let me go ahead. Showcase tell, tell our new logo. Showcase our new logo. You know what I'm saying? It's just I'm wearing the basic black T. You know what I'm saying? White logo with the gray 330 symbol, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I had to, you know, just get a little bit, a little sexy on them, you know, one time, you know what I'm saying? Dude, but honestly, we're we, we going to drop <laughs> we gonna drop this during our little hiatus. And if you guys want to support us, um, like this equipment, all the stuff that goes into, like, creating this content for you, it's not free and it's not cheap. So if you guys want to support the team, you know what I'm saying, just buy one of these tees and all those funds. They don't really go to us. <laughs> they just go to what you see in front of you as far as the greater podcast, as far as Project Dirty as a whole. Yeah. So please, if y'all want to support, y'all can do so. Uh, we don't have a set date on it yet, but it'll come soon. You'll see the links. We'll put all the posts up and whatnot for y'all to buy these joints. 
Yeah. Very soon. And also, when you guys, you know, do order your shirts and you receive your shirts, please tag us. When you do wear, you know what I'm saying, or even when you just get your shirt in the mail, please tag us. We would love to repost and, um, you know, show you some love. Yeah. Yes, sir. So support, support us. Uh, we might do a little, know, we should do a little contest with like a free T-shirt giveaway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe Probably in would. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Hey, love a good giveaway. Yes, sir. You know, if it's free, it's me. Oh, it's yeah, free. Give me know. two, actually. That's the yeah, lifestyle right there. This guy said if it's free, slogan. give me two. What? It's free, oh, give me yeah. two. <laughs> oh, my But nah, Lord. be on the lookout for that, man. It's just our way of, um, you know, one, <laughs> giving y'all an opportunity to support us. Um, and, you know, we might, we might bring it out with some more designs, too. But for now... The Project 330 staple, Black Tea, is coming to y'all. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into the episode. This is going to be a what's on your heart and a 4 by 4 episode to leave y'all with until we get back on Sunday. So to kick it off, we always, you know, for with the what's on your heart, we always just talk about what's been going through our minds, what we've been thinking about, what, what we've been wrestling with, you know, anything of that nature, whether it's our walk, um, you know whether it's relationships, whatever it may be. So who want to who want to kick it off? Quarantine style. This guy said quarantine style. I mean, <laughs> honestly, uh, I think um, at this phase, how, how how many months are we into quarantine? Like four, four. or five? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So it's just I feel like I'm literally just kind of getting the hang of home life in this new setting. But me and Deb are kind of like. We got to get Hope out of here, man, during the week. Because, <laughs> man, she is, you bro, know, bro, I'm, not about, I'm not, I'm not, and bro, I, <laughs> I'm watching her run across the, the house now. But, you know, I'm not about to get too deep into my dad bag. But it's, you know, it's a lot for us as a family to try to deb switching industries. You know what I'm saying? She's leaving teaching, going into, you know, um, education policy and things of that nature. So Fire. it's just kind of, yeah, yeah. So she, you know, just... Her workload is switching, you know, it's different. Mm, um, yeah. And then it's just kind of like us making sure that we're engaging hope, you know, just trying to be parents, not trying to like let her just run around the house while we just kind of do work and stuff like that right. and figure it all out, you know. And I know for me, I've just kind of been, you know, uh, transparency for the pod, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of just dealing with like focus issues. And it's just really been hard to like really lock in to do anything, you know, or whatever, because mm. I always see my home space as a comfort space. So now we're working in it, you know, like every day, right. you know, whatever. It'd be a different situation if we were, you know, remote once a week or twice a week. So, um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's just, it's just been interesting just kind of navigating like, okay, me and Deb talking about, okay, when and where, who wants to get their quiet time. And it's like, okay, is it cool? Trying to figure out the spaces where we grant each other to attack, detach, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and give each other that space where it's not, I'm with the family all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to do me over here on this in this section. Can you be with Hope? And kind of just partnering so we can make sure that we get, you know, that thing. So it's just coming up with these new systems for this this new lifestyle, man. It's you know, it's intriguing, you know. Um, yeah. but definitely trying to access quiet time again. I feel like I've been lacking and I've been I've been spiritually lazy from that standpoint as far as actual fellowship with god i feel like i've been reading the word but you know i need to spend yeah. time yeah understand that first yeah. the first few like months for me i think those were like because every, every the beginning of quarantine everybody's like you know this is a great time to get in your word 
you know, really, really learned God. The church was just a building the whole time, you know, and this will really show where your faith is at, all that type of stuff. So right. I think I think at the beginning, um, I was I was in that bag, you know, I was in that reading the word, listening to sermons. Not to say I fell off, but I haven't been as uh, diligent and even motivated to an extent. Uh, and just like, you know, letting some practices slide. So I think even even with all the idle time and being home and, you know, we kind of I've kind of gotten comfortable with being home and, you know, not necessarily going through the motions, but just the routine of things. And and for me, just trying to like break out of that routine and to always keep top of mind, like not to just go through the motions, not to just, you know, let things be what they are, but but, you know, get into it, I think. For me, it's just doing that, um, not staying idle because, you know, a, a quote was the most dangerous man is an idle man, meaning like you don't never know what you could do or what you're capable of when you're idle because anything could come out, all the bad things and everything like that. So for me, I've just been trying to do that, but I've also been like wrestling with like my walk and just, you know, really trying to die to myself and, and just literally look at every answer and just how Jesus would respond to it, how Christ would respond to it. Uh, and it's been, it's been, it's been rough because <laughs> some of the jumps is just like, dang, you know, mm. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just trying to understand that even in this climate of everything that's going on with culture and um, even like Christianity and, and things like that, the church, like what is, what is Jesus? What would he say about all this? Like what, how would he maneuver? How would he act um, and all that? And even in my relationship, just trying to be better, <laughs> not be entangled. You feel me? <laughs> I, was, I was similar to you, bro, as far as the the first part of my quarantine, like really heavy in my word. And then kind of like there was a bit of a lag just because sometimes trying to start something, I was trying to go hammer something at first as opposed to like a gradual like growth process could lead you like burnt out. And I felt like, like I was legit like dedicating like a whole 30 minutes to an hour of like certain books that I wanted to like know more about and just like studying them like over and over again. But then it kind of slowed down, which I, I would like to get back on. But I know that it's not it's like it's like going to the gym and trying to lift the most weight at once. You kind of got to build your way up to, towards that. But I think like in my quarantine, it's it's been a, there's been a couple of transitions that like kind of helped me because I moved right before quarantine. So it's like, I live alone. And then, so, and then the world is like closed. So it's like, you can't really go places. You stop going to like certain gatherings. Like you don't see your boys as much type stuff. So like, I think that's been like a blessing. It's been a, it's been a blessing because I've been able to like get away from like group think. Cause it's like, when you live alone, you're yeah. like, it's just you and your thoughts. So <laughs> there's been good thoughts. There's been bad thoughts, but I think I've been able to, figure out who I am more as a person without like the influences of other things, whether they're good or bad. And it's like, I've seen some, I've seen some ugly, I've seen some good, I've seen some bad, but I think um, it's weird because at this stage of my life, I feel the most confident in myself. And I've, I've been able to find discipline in certain areas of my life. Like when it comes to work, when it comes to health and fitness and stuff like that. But it's, I think my problem is, applying it to other places like i can be very routine when it comes to certain things but when it comes to other things like maybe passion projects side projects projects that i won't get paid for or like like, like money involved like because because when it comes to like if there's like i got i've gotten into stocks while uh 
uh, quarantine happened. And, that, and like, I've, I've, I've made a good amount of money, but it's like, it's because I can see that result immediately. It's like, I can dedicate time to it. But I think I, I, I struggle in areas where it's like, I like doing this, but I don't see a, a benefit or result, even though it's something that I like doing, you know what I'm saying? So I think getting to That's a right. place where I'm able to find that discipline and, and, and find my groove, so to speak, is kind of where I'm at with it. Um, yeah. and there's like, there's like one more thing, but I can't even remember. So when do y'all go? Uh, I guess for me, it's more so kind of tagging on what Remy said. It's just discipline and also just praying for like humility. I feel like for me, like anytime my comfort, my comfort is like at risk, I like freak mm. out, you know what I'm saying? Like Sorry. whether that's like financially or whether that's just like a decision, like my wife and I have to make and, or it's a decision or something that she wants to do that affects us financially and it's just like, I guess it's more so like looking deeper into myself because I, I don't want to be like a father that puts unnecessary pressure on my children or my family because You got of... something to tell us, bro? No, I don't. You know, uh, so I don't want to put any... This guy wants to get personal. <laughs> guy's being annoyed. Right. Like, I don't want to put any pressure like on anyone because... I don't want to be selfish in a sense. Like, I don't want them not yeah. to do something because of how it's going to affect me, how it's going to affect yeah. our finances, the goals that I set in place for our family. Like, I'm just learning like dang, like, I can really put, like, a lot of pressure on people, or at least, like, a pressure on my wife, and it's just, like, yeah. I see, I can see the negative effects, because everyone responds to pressure differently, like, some people, yo, you put pressure on me, I'm gonna get it done, no questions asked, other people, yo, you put pressure on me, it's just gonna slow Don't me down even that. more, yeah, so it's just, like, during this quarantine, I just realized that, yo, like, my wife and I are just two different people, like, like, we are just two different people, and I can't, I can't get frustrated when someone doesn't move at the same pace as myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just always have to realize that. And it's a con- constant reminder, whether that's your spouse, whether they're your friends, whether it's your family, whoever it is, like, you just you just have to understand that everyone's at different different levels as far as just, like, pace, pace goes. Um, yeah. That's just one thing I've been praying about. And also humility in a sense is just, like, no matter, like, what things are looking like in your life, how good things are, just to still find your place like desperately needing Christ, desperately like desperately going after his presence. Cause I've also uh, like noticed that like you obviously when things are going well, you feel like, man, like you know, you 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 you're good. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't necessarily need to press in as hard as you would if you know things weren't going as well. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be someone that's like motivated by my circumstances. I don't want to be that someone that's motivated by my emotions. Like I want to be someone that's mm-hmm. consistent emotionally. I want to be someone that chases Christ uh, and spends time with Jesus consistently, whether things are good or bad, and just having some type of system to like, well, with like what works best for me and like in my process and things like that. So, again, man, it's just and also just not putting like not condemning myself for like the times where I I slip up. Like that's that's been huge. Like before, it's just like yeah. the super yeah. like you know what I'm saying condemnation. Like yo, like what's wrong with you? You read your word. Christ hates you, and it's just like I feel like your perception of Christ really. It really, it really changes, and it changes your relationship with him. Because, like, a lot of us see our relationship with Christ through relationships that we have with our people here on earth, whether it's, like, our mom or our dad, and we feel like Christ responds to uh, the way our parents will respond because we didn't do something we felt like they wanted us to do. So then we, we're not even doing it out of a, a place of love. We're doing it out of a place of guilt. And then your whole relationship with Christ may be, you know, the foundation of it may be guilt-driven. It's like, I'm only doing this so I can... I can feel better and I can say I did it and I can feel like Christ loves me. And it's just like, man, that's just so distorted. You know what I'm saying? So again, just having to like always tell myself like, yo, like 
regardless of what I do, good or bad, Christ loves me the same. You know, and yeah. this, it might it might be a reminder. You just have to remind yourself on a daily basis to kind of help you and, and facilitate that relationship with, with Christ and, and make it something that's extremely personal for you because mm. you know your ups and downs, you know your insecurities, you know your inconsistencies and Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like he still loves you the same and he will always yeah. love you the same despite it. So yeah. again, it's just been a lot of like self, self-check, self you know what I'm saying, mentally yeah. um, and just making sure that I come across as someone not even coming across, I'm someone that I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be consistent, then I want to work on being consistent. If you want to do this, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. nah. I, I, like that, I like that point. Uh, I like that I point gonna... that Sam made about uh, basically like condemnation and everything. Cause I, I think when I was in, um, like, when, when the world was opened up and like I would go places, um, certain group, like, I would see, I would try to see myself how others saw me and, or, and I would judge my walk based on how I saw other people's walks. And doing that is like a recipe for disaster. And I think with the isolation and being alone, I'm able to like every bump, like what everybody thinks, bump what, like what I think about what everybody thinks. And it's just me, myself and God. So it's like when I have that individual time, I think I'm able to, to hear myself more, hear my thoughts more and not necessarily yeah. put the pressures of other people on myself yeah. when it's really just, yeah. it's, it's my own individual unique walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like, especially in like, like let's say church settings and how everyone presents themselves to like be very perfect. It's like, they don't, we don't, we don't know who they are at home and they don't know who we are at home, but we're just looking at that perfect piece. And now that we've been away from everybody where it's, just, we're just staying with ourselves and our mm-hmm. broken selves and our flaws and everything. And, and, and not having to 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 be around other people who presenting themselves as perfect all the time, you you kind of like love yourself more. And yeah. I, I I think that's that's it that's at least it for me. I don't know how it is for everybody, but yeah, it's it's been a help. Fair. It's been a help. Nah, yeah. I was I was even gonna touch on what Remy said about the whole group think and you know thinking for yourself. I've learned in this time, like I've I've gotten tired um, of just like. Basically, during this time, of course, there's a lot of opinions and a lot of um, thoughts going around, especially like on social media. A lot. You know? a there's, lot. A, there's, yeah, there's Oof. so many. And like, I was just like, bruh, you know, there's there's so many opinions going on social media. I just need a break. Like, I'm tired. Even even at times, even with the pod, I'm like, bruh, I don't feel like talking. I don't feel like doing this episode. Like, I'm just drained type. Yeah. Um, and I think what that brought me to is even in like group chats too. I'm just like, I mean, I feel it, but I'm just like, yeah, okay, I don't got the energy. Bro. You don't want to talk <laughs> about that all the time. Yeah. So it's just um, uh, draining and just tiring. You know, I think it affected me in ways that, you know, I sometimes I was realizing that I was putting a lot of strength on myself to like, you know, form my own opinions or form, form my own thoughts and stuff like that, rather than, really going to God with the pains that I may have and him, you know, yeah. refining them and him uh, be like, okay, I see why you feel like this, but look, have you looked at it this way? Right. And that's yeah. through going in your word and that's through doing all that stuff. So like, I just was like, yeah, I need a break. Like I need, uh, I need this, that, and the third, but we gotta, we gotta keep, you know, the pot going, of course. And we gotta have these conversations cause these are needed. But uh, I think that's why also the break is, is good. You know, realizing that, this platform ain't even just off the strength of us, you know, off the strength yeah. of, 
who, who knows what it's going to be later on down the line. But, you know, if he's guiding it, then we're going to be good. Um, so I was just like tired. Like, I was just yeah. tired of I got a, all uh, the phone stuff and everything. But we good now. You know what I'm saying? We getting there. I think, the like I said, the break going to be good. For sure. I was just about to say, a friend texted me the other day and was like, hey, bro, like just checking in. How's everything going? And for some reason, I don't. And this is someone I don't really like consider myself like super, super close with. Like he's cool, it's my guy, but we're not like mad, mad close. But the fact that he did that, I was just like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it just challenged me, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. to like really check in with people. And then I think I followed up asking him, like, yo, how's how's his mental health? Because I feel like that's something that I never used to ask Bamas, yo, how's your mental health? Like, I don't know how many of y'all out here texting y'all men's how y'all how y'all mental health is, but I know for me, because like we see people taking their lives and we see you know like the effects of you know keeping things to yourself and going through traumatic experiences and not necessarily having a healthy outlet to kind of share you know the things that you've been through we got to start asking like just people in your life you know male female whoever just like yo how's your mental health because it's just like people are really struggling man behind closed doors and i think one simple text you know takes like one less than a minute of your time to shoot that text of just asking someone and you know that can really be their outlet for them to really like just you know voice how they're how they're feeling but i don't know it just really like it, it stirs something in me to like you know want to check in more with just like my boys and just asking like yo how's your mental health or you know it's just how are you in general you know what i'm saying yeah. so that was one that's thing real. that kind of like inspired me recently that's real i've <laughs> i guess i'll say like i've i've during this time i've i guess gotten more in tune with my emotional side of things and just like you know understanding more how i am emotionally i'm i've been told by people uh because i don't know if i told the story on the pod but you know when everything was going on with um the initial george floyd thing um, my job had an open forum to talk about everything that's been happening on and then prior to that i've had you know a few people that was close by to me like pass right so for me, like, I've always dealt with grieving differently uh, in terms, like, I just think. I don't really, like, I'm not the type to just, like, ball out, but I just think about, like, day, think about their life and think about what's going on. So on this open forum, like, we were talking about, of course, racism and, and our experience with race, and I shared. And then I know where boys just started, like, choking up and just started, like, in the middle of the conversation, I just had to be like, oh, hold up. In my mind, I'm like, whoa, Mo, you ain't never act like this before. Like, where is this coming from? Why you thought this was the day? Never, ever. <laughs> right. So, like um, right. And this was this was during, like, the full staff meeting. You know what I'm saying? This is everybody on the call. Oh, uh, So, yeah, I was just sharing my experiences when it comes Go to... Hey, boy. That vulnerability to, uh, out there. It's right. real and raw, boy. I was sharing. Black man uh, fail. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> black man fail. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's got so I was sharing. <laughs> right. I was sharing. Oh, uh, like basically my experience. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. Just my experience and you know what I've saw and, and what I'm hopeful for in the future for things getting better. And I've got I got so many letters and responses like from people being touched by it. Um, and then like after that moment, I was like dang, I do hold in a lot of things. You know, I do tend to like, they have to come out themselves before I really sit there and, and analyze. And I could think and think, but at some point they're going to come out. And I think even later on in the line, 
Uh, unfortunately, like I had another, uh, someone that I know pass away, but uh, it was able to bring me closer to like family and have more emotional time with, with family and experience that, that, you know, low key didn't really experience before, you know? So I think yeah. it, it, the beauty of it, of just us being together and being close with family for so long, like <laughs> me and my mom had so many laughs that we probably never haven't had in a while. Uh, not even off the strength that we don't, we don't have, my, me and mom have a great relationship, but just being in proximity and seeing like each other every day, day in and day out of my sister, like there's so many more laughs there and just enjoying, you know, life with, with the family and people that you love. Yeah. Sure. I feel like during this time, like you really got to, um, come to terms with death, you know, like I was even telling Katrina this morning, I was just like, bro, because we were watching something. Trevor Noah he had like a little his talk show, he was interviewing some lady. Uh, she was like, I think something with the Supreme Court, and she was like a lawyer, or something like that. But then she ended up writing like a children's book, and she was just telling, like, you know, her inspiration behind the book, like, she really just wanted to like inspire children, blah 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 blah. And I was just like, man, like, you know, you really gotta, you gotta come to terms with death. Because it's just like, at some point, you got to realize, like, I need to create things that will live beyond me, that will affect the generation beyond me. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. feel like a lot of us Legacy. as, you know, right. And I feel like a lot of us as millennials, we we only think about the now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we only think about, like, what what change can I make now? You know, like, yeah, it's all about the now. And, and I just, it just had me thinking, like, dang, you know, like, am I, am I, are my goals, you know, we all have goals, but. For one of those goals, are, are is that goal to affect the people that will live beyond you? And I'm right. saying, if it's not, then it's just like we're reevaluating some of those goals. Not saying you got to change them, but maybe adding some new goals that's like, hey, I'm going to write a children's book, or hey, I'm going to try to uh, come out with an app or some type of piece of equipment that will make the lives of people easier or something. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's just like, we're all going to die, bro. Whether we like it or not, our parents are going to die, whether we like it or not. We can't live in this bubble of like our parents or our friends being immortal. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to come to terms with it. You know, and it's it's painful and it hurts. You know what I'm saying? And you know, all of us have experienced someone close to us passing away. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks. You know what I'm saying? And it's again, it's painful, but it's something that you have to come to terms with. And while you're coming to terms with that thing, it's just like okay, cool. Like like Moses was saying, like yo, just being closer emotionally with your family. Like, that's huge. Our moms are not going to be here forever. I think about it every now and then. Like, yo, all I, ha- all I have is my mom. Like, I don't know. Once my mom goes, I have no, I don't have no parents. Like, how am I going to deal with that when, when that day comes? You know what I'm saying? Emotionally, how am I going to deal with that? How are we going to handle that? Because it's going to happen. So yeah. it's just like, I, I would just be think I would just be thinking about all of these things. I'm just like, man, like, I can't live my life, like, in denial, naive, just thinking like, yo, everything's sweet. Like, no, like, you got to prepare, even like how you're going to prepare, like how are you preparing financially for that when that when that time comes? Or like, is your parents, you know what I'm saying? Like the funeral joint, like who's going to take care of that? Like how are we going to split the cost? Like I'll be thinking about all this because what happens is just like when my father passed away, we thought about all those things last minute. Like we, it just, it just never crossed our minds to like mm-hmm. think about stuff like that. Like, you know, but it's just like, yeah. you got to be prepared, Mo. It's, it's crazy. And it's just like, dang, like no one wants to think about death. No one wants to think about you dying. I'm even like, yo, if I die, like, it's Kashina gonna be good. Like, how much do we have in our account? Like, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do if I die before you. I want you to do this with the money. Da 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 da. 
like Dang. it's hard. Yeah, bro, it's tough, but it's just like you can't live your life thinking that you're just out here forever. Like it's yeah. a blessing to make it to your forties. It's a blessing to make it to your fifties, to your sixties. But it's like, son, I, you know, what I'm saying, like we just never. Some know. of us might not make it, and that's the reality. I was about to say that. I was about to say. I didn't want to say that, but it's just like we just we just talked about yeah. Kobe not too long ago. My man's was in his forties. And like right, he was healthy, yeah, yeah. he was good, everything. Like it just was a freak accident, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think people yeah. shy away from prepping for death because it's like nobody wants to be like, especially like it's like imagine like Gabe, he's a father, he has a family. Nobody wants to think about, okay, if Gabe dies, what do we do? Because Gabe's in his 20s, you know what I'm saying? That's a scary conversation to have. But it's it's a real one, like Sam was saying, like we don't our days are not <laughs> guaranteed on this earth. And right. I like what he said about just creating impact because it's like since our days are like not guaranteed, serving yourself, you know, is futile because you could serve yourself for all your life and then you're dead and then there's just nothing there. Yeah. It's like, if you want to, it's, it's cool if you want to like impact, at least at the very least, you'd want to impact like those around you. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't have to be like, I need to make my mark on the entire world. But I think keeping in mind that there's a world full of other people and you would want to be able to know that you touch somebody or change somebody and yeah. that may in turn help them to do the same thing and then paying it forward and paying it forward. Yeah. Just having that type of impact could be your legacy. But if you serve yourself, it's like, it'll just, your life will just stop and end at you, which yeah. is not, it, it shouldn't be the goal. Yeah. That's real. That's real, man. And, and not mm. to uh, like, to kind of go off of that. I think that once you have a, I think it, one as believers, you know, understanding that, it becomes a little easier to cope with that reality, you know, because we know that this is somewhere we're just passing through and this ain't eternity. We have an eternity. So like what we're doing here is just stewarding what God has given us, you know, and, and it's not for ourselves, but for others. And that's, that's another thing I've been trying to um, even just think about it. Like, how can I be more of service to others? You know? Like, yeah, yeah, man. And even just thinking about what we do here, you know, how do we expand even more than the pod, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To to make make that type of impact, because I'm I'm yeah. tired of, <laughs> like I'm I'm off of like thinking about me at this point. Like yeah. I was texting yeah. I was texting a friend, I dropped a post a uh, pic on Instagram, and then I was like, I I really don't even really care like <laughs> what I get on likes and, and stuff like that anymore. Hmm. Uh, and I know that's a very very small like thing but i think in today's culture a lot of people determine you know their self-worth there's yeah their yeah, self-worth yeah. on that you know not to say i don't still battle with stuff like that but i always the moment yeah. i think about self i try to stop myself and think of okay it's bigger than me it's bigger than me and i think right, even man. with that that whole um like the death conversation i'm just like you know my time here is limited even if it's 70 80 years that's still that's still limited it's blessing, yeah it's yeah. a blessing but it's still it's in the grand scheme of things bro that's probably like a 10 seconds in in heavenly time you know what i'm saying yeah. you know what are, what are we what are we doing with this and i've been thinking about that too man just how to how to make it bigger than me and, and get the focus off me and, and on serving others and giving glory to god but yeah. we just pray. Serious, bro. I know. I'm like, sorry. I, I didn't. I, 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 was, I was thinking. I was thinking. How, how do we even get here? I was just in my head like, Hell, dude. I'm, I'm talking sorry. about emotions. But thankfully, about, you know, yeah. we have yeah. these episodes, and we just pray that in the next 10 to 15, 30, 60 years, our stuff will live on the internet forever. Kids. 
that we'll never see, that we'll never meet, that we'll never talk to adults, like people will still be impacted by our pot. And that's the beauty about putting stuff like this out into the world because it does live forever. Yeah. Audio lives forever. Music from the 1800s yeah. are still being listened to to this day. I mean, so, even even yeah, to take that take that point for uh, just a little further before we move on is, I think it's great when people do things like this or record music because. You never know who you touch and that person yeah, becomes, yeah. you know, the next whatever or, you know, you never know how many lives you touch with a song. You never know how many lives you touch with, you know, a podcast or a video of a testimony um, or something of that nature. So, yeah, Shout out to logic, fact, bro. you know, logic, who the logic rapper rapper who came out with that suicide joint. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He brought he brought, that, yeah, he yeah, brought a witness. Man. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, so not to not to stay too long here. We better get into this four by four. We got a whole schedule. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? So we go we go and dive into the four by four now. And as you guys know, or if you're new to the pod, the four by four is an episode where we answer four questions provided by by y'all guys by the four of us. So we are gonna hop into it. I'm gonna go ahead and read the first question. Um, and also before I get into it, if you guys have questions, dilemmas, whatever it may be. Send it to us. You can send it to us either through Instagram DMs, Anchor. Um, we have a we have a platform on Anchor now where you can send voice messages, um, or you can just email it to us. The ones that we have here, some of them are DMs as well. But the first question is: I've been seeing the word manifest used way more now. Is manifesting things that we want a good thing? What are your thoughts? So I guess background on that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, in cultures today, there's a lot of books that are talking about, you know, manifesting the things that you want to see in your life, visualizing things that you want. You know, if you want to, you want to manifest yourself a new car or, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or this, that, and the third, like just visualize it and, and, and manifest it and you can, you can make it happen. You know, um, my thoughts on it, <laughs> I think that it's, it's a very, um, I think it's shaky in the terms of and how you do, how you go about it, um, yeah. because I think when it comes to manifesting or the way that I've seen a lot of times it being used is that, well, let me say, as believers, I think it's shaky because I think a lot of times we're seeing it being used is reflecting back to ourselves, like we want A, B, and C, so this is what you need to do to get what you want. And what you visualize for yourself and what you visualize for your life, rather than, you know, if you have something that you want to see in your life, a a desire that you want, submitting it to God and it being refined to what his ultimate plan for your life is. So I think it's it becomes shaky because this is when you start going into the whole prosperity. I think this is just a, a form of like the prosperity where, you know, you want the nice things here on this side of earth. This is what you need to do to get it, and you can get it. Type stuff, which I think. Man, I think I think it's just a, a fancy way of saying speak what you want into existence, and people have been yeah. saying that for years. It's just the new. It's the it's the new millennial. It's the new influencer way of kind of like that concept. You know what I'm saying? So people people now say, you know, like I want to manifest this. I want to man. It's just I want I I want to visualize. I want to have vision for this thing. And I'm going to pursue it. And it's like, you know, I, I don't even, I personally don't, I don't even think it's that deep 
I kind of hate when people use it because I see it. Some the people who I've seen use it overuse it, um, you know, and just kind of like. I don't even think it's that big of a that big of a deal. It's, it's having the faith in something and believing you want something, and then you know. But people like to say it's a buzzword now. Um, so this is this, let me read the definition that I that I found. If it says manifesting means to be the creator of your own reality, what we decide to focus on will expand. You get from life what you set your mind to focus on. It is considered mm-hmm. to be the universal law that brings the invisible to visibility. Right. I mean, and people people been off that wave where the universe is going to bring me this and the universe is going to bring me that. So, like, to me, this is just a new language. Um, I mean, people, folks who believe that can believe that. You know what I'm saying? As for me and my family, we believe in the Lord. Uh, bringing us <laughs> what we need. Yeah. So, and I, think it's, I mean, but I th- I'm, I'm not knocking anybody who, you yeah. know, kind of does that. I just I just think it's 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 a word that represents some a concept that's existed. So, I mean, cool. And I do preface it by saying I think as it's 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 hard to judge somebody that is not a believer with terms like this because you know if you don't have a hope in Christ then it's kind of you just hoping in yourself you know you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps type stuff. But I, think I do think I do think manifest like a lot of people Christian or not Christian kind of apply it to like the universe whatever being they live in and just like how they feel the world works. But I do think the idea of it like Gabe said I think at face value is mad trivial, but I feel like we sensationalize manifesting. And it's like, I'll recall back to like one of our previous pods when we had um, Anifa on, right? And like mm-hmm. Anifa, very successful. Like she's doing a th- damn thing. She's like, and she was just in New York Times. But like, I remember yes. one, of the things, one of the things she was saying was like, regardless of everything she did, she had to be okay with the fact that if none of this worked, I will be okay. And it's like, imagine if like like having that mentality means like i'm trying to manifest it and i'm trying to will it but it's like i can do everything and it may not work and i have to be okay with that type of failure but i think manifesting like that buzzword makes i think it for it clicks for people and makes them think if i believe this then it's going to happen and it's like i don't think that's the way the world works but i I do think thoughts are powerful i do think your thoughts become your actions actions become habits habits become like your way of life and if your way of life is positive then naturally you see your positive results but at the same time i think people have taken this and made it seem like if i i can do anything i want but it's right. like it's like if you're five two if you're five two and you're like well, you want to be michael jordan and you manifest it you, you might not be michael jordan but you got to be okay with that because it's like yeah. it's not as simple as just saying oh i want to do this naturally michael jordan has manifested his legacy because it started with the mindset. But for one Mike, every Michael Jordan, there's a billion guys who <laughs> want, to, want to be that, but are not. So I think a billion, um, a billion to, Trey from the block. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it, but yeah. but I think I do think manifesting is important because you're not gonna achieve something that you don't believe you can. It's like mm-hmm. stuff doesn't just stuff does fall into your lap, but it's not, it's pretty rare. And yeah. I think we should stop uh holding on to the idea that just because I wanted this or just because I believed it means it has to happen and it will, because that gets a lot of people angry at God because they're like, but I believed and I did this and I did that. And they think God was supposed to be like, okay, cool. You did everything here. Just take it. But that's not really, it's not like a bargaining system. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's real. Oh, I mean, I was just about to say, you know, God is not a genie out here. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) you can, you can, you can be manifesting whatever. And, 
what's what's not for you will not be for you. You know what yes. I'm saying? And what's for you will be for you. Now, the things that are for you, you may not necessarily even think that that thing is for you because you're mm. thinking about something else. But you may not I mean, initially I even want it. You may not even right. want it. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's just like, I don't really have an issue with the word. I think it's more so like in the Christian community, it's just like not using that word to focus on material things, bro. Like mm. whether it's just like, you know, manifest or even a, influence a home like a, or, a or influence dollars. or a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Cause like a lot of, I, I don't know. I watched this documentary about, you know, uh, right. pastors and famous pastors, the and, American and, gospel, and the American yeah. gospel and them teaching hey. people about like manifesting and, and saying, if you want a million dollars, just da, da, da. And it's just, it's just, yo, like a lot of people, there's a lot of Christians who are being misled by so many different types of just leaders because of like, they just feel like, you know, manifestation is all about like material things. Like, yo, Jesus, he didn't die on the cross just for us to just, you know what I'm saying? Being engulfed by material items. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I be, I've been I've been guilty myself. Cause it's just like, yo, like, I feel like all I'm, all I really pray for or all you really want is to manifest like these things selfishly for you. But it's like not necessarily wanting things to manifest for other people, not even praying for things to manifest for other people. And it's just like, it's just so focused on self, 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 self that, you know, I've just been convicted. Yeah. So it's just like, dang, like I, Jesus ain't died just for me to just, you know what I'm Get saying? Nice it's, just, it's, it's bigger than that. Yeah. It's just not saying that he doesn't want you to have those things, but obviously like when it becomes a focus or when it becomes something that you idolize, obviously when it becomes something that, that you constantly think about, like, you know, the gear and, and, and this, and it's just you find yourself worth in it. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have a problem with the word, but it's just like we yeah. just yeah, man. Just I have a problem with yeah. I have a problem with how people can receive the word and and fall in love with the word and yeah, right. yeah. I think it's yeah. to I think the the verse that I'm thinking about is um, the one that talks about how we make plans for ourselves, but the Lord orders our steps. Mm. And I was listening to a message earlier that talks about the difference between faith and hope, right? Faith is something that faith is something that we have in Christ and the person, right? And then we could be have hope for, you know, a nice outcome. We get a hope for, you know, I'm being debt free. We can have hope that we find somebody we marry. We can have hope for all these things. But at the end of the day, our faith is still rooted in Christ and the person. Like our faith ain't rooted in whether we get the things or our faith ain't rooted in whether this happens because we can be hopeful for it and it can never happen. Our faith should never be shaken. And I think sometimes when, you know, there's some people that are using it or, or thinking of, you know, this ideology is like, okay, I'm, I have faith that I'm going to get a hundred thousand. I have faith that I'm going to get this car. So essentially what, what one is doing is we're replacing Christ with ourselves in terms of I'm going to make this thing happen, you know, yeah. And I think that is, yeah, it's very dangerous because, I mean, he'll let you go ahead and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he'll let you figure it out. And, and you know, there's some that, that do and they take the credit for themselves and glory for themselves. And that's more dangerous. I'd rather not get something that I I, I pull my bootstrap up and give myself glory for it. I'd rather not get that and, and stay humble and whatever and give glory to God for the little that I do have. Yeah, um, man. Jeez. But I think it's just that help us, Lord. <laughs> but I do help think us. I think on a positive I think on a positive side of the word I think some people can use it to set their focal point, yeah, you know, yeah. when they want something. So you know they kind of yeah. just say, you know, I want this thing, I'm going to manifest it, and they use that as a 
it's almost like them saying it is a is a representation of them pursuing that thing and it keeps them you know like focused guiding light yeah so i mean i I get it in that case you know it's just the cases where people mysteriously think things are gonna happen you know um, yeah I say it's okay to be hopeful for these things, you know. I, I, yeah. I it's okay to have hope for these things initially. I think it's always great to check in with the one who provides everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it something that you even should be worried about right now? You you probably try to manifest a relationship with an ex that you shouldn't be with. Like, come on, like, <laughs> yo, let's 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 you ain't let's. Been with that list, huh? Yeah. So I just think that one. What Sam mentioned, the American Gospel. That's a that's a great documentary, a great film. Oh, hey, I don't know. I grain of salt. Grain of salt. I mean, I mean, I don't know, bro. It shows. <laughs> it show, It reveals some ugly truth about. That's about what I'm about stuff. to say. It's a disclaimer. So if you're not because it may right. change the way you view certain people. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, make sure you always anything you watch or see, make sure you always go back and fact check yourself. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. A lot of people may. may yeah, people may watch something like that and just go run wild with it, like, oh my God, you know, like it's, yeah, you got to make sure you check those things out. You have to be balanced when watching it because some kid <laughs> take that joint and just like try to go and bash everybody now with that joint. And yeah, I'm just like, man. it's, it's, you got to, you got to see from both sides, you know, you got to be able to get benefited out, but it, there's, there is a lot of truth. There's some truth uh, in there, bro. In there. Yeah. So. But yeah, he's got. Let's, All let's, right, let's uh, let's manifest this next question. <laughs> you got it. Uh, go ahead, take it away. Rami. It's actually a dilemma. That's oh, a, a dilemma. Are we are we reading uh, this whole joint? Uh, you cut out the first uh, paragraph for him. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Second All right, go ahead, bro. All right, cool. So my brother is at a crossroads in his life where he wants to do good and have a relationship with God but he often gets misled by the temptations of the world and seeks worldly desires. I pray for him, send him messages from YouTube and episodes from your podcast. Shout out to you. I advise him all the while, not trying to seem super religious or make him disinterested. He's the only boy in the family. So I know he seeks brotherhood, but it's in the wrong places. No one can force anyone into having a relationship with God. That's key. They have to want it, but how else can I help him? What led you guys to commit to Christ? Any guidance I can relate to him. I, I was, I mean, go ahead, bro. No, I was I was just gonna say I think I think a lot of times um with fellow believers, family, stuff like that, we try behavior modification, you know. Mm. So, you know, some some of our mans have talked about it where it's just kinda like you try not saying this person is doing that, but you kinda try to push somebody in a certain direction. And sometimes it's just like let me age you and advise you and be there. Sometimes as a believer it's it's about being there for somebody, you know, consistently. And I think um, praying for them on the side to seek opportunity. Like I've had friends who were fresh in the faith um, and, you know, they didn't really have any community or network. And I remember just praying with that person. And now they're almost, you know, like one of a pillar of community and stuff like that. So sometimes, you know, the prayers for that person can help. But I think I know for me personally, when I first rededicated my life um, in 2012, you know, it was it was because I saw that there were other people it was part of it was because I saw that there were other people I could relate to um, who were doing this Christian walk for real, for real, you know, like who actually, um, you know, really about the Lord's business and not just a believer of Christ, you know what I'm saying? An actual disciple. And so I think, I think a lot of times it's just, if, if, 
And it's really weird in COVID because there's no events you can go to to find more. Because I know a lot of times, you know, Christians have events, churches have events, stuff like that, where you meet other believers, you may find one or two people that you really click with. But mm. we're in a whole different landscape now, you know. Um, so it's, it's really, yeah, bro. And, and you know, if, if I'm not a believer, you know, adamantly, I, I don't think I want to send on somebody's Zoom for for real to try to find fellowship, quote unquote, um, yeah. in all seriousness. So I think I think it's really just about praying for that person and just really depending on the Lord to help that person and not per se yeah. your actions. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I, it goes back to something that we talked about a couple of days ago. It was uh oh he put in one of our group chats Second Tim- Timothy two, and it was like verse twenty three to twenty five, twenty three to twenty six. I'm going to read their joint. It's basically talking about like quarreling with people, but there's like an excerpt that is like perfect for this type of situation. And it's, again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. One of the one of the keywords in that joint is perhaps God will change their hearts, meaning like one, it's not even up to you. <laughs> Two, it's perhaps meaning like just because you instructed them, just because you prayed, does not mean it's going to happen. And I think um, one big thing here is to be careful of judging your brother's actions and thinking he's not close to God because a lot of, everyone's like walk could look so different. I remember we went back to the Kanye episode. All of us was talking about is Kanye saved, is Kanye this, is Kanye that. It's like, that's between him and God. He could be looking crazy on the outside, but on the inside, his heart and God are connected. We don't know that. So you, you, you may see your brother fall into this, or you may see your brother doing that. That does not mean j- j- you're looking at him with your worldly eyes and your sisterly eyes. And if he, there's one thing, if he's doing something detrimental to himself and his health, but I, I would say just be patient because it's like, we live in a world where we have to live and let live. It's like, you can do your best to show him the love of God and show him how God has helped you. But that doesn't mean he's going to always, he's going to want to live exactly like his sister and he's going to want to do these things. And I mean, just in all that, continue, continue praying for him, continue instructing him and edifying him, but just understand that he may, he may not do things according to what you want him to do. But yeah. like, if you still remain there and you be patient and, and, like if he gets to a place where like he like God forbid he hits rock bottom, he knows that his sister has always been there. Why has his sister always been there? Because of the love of Precisely. God, and that could be yeah. the gateway to getting him mm-hmm. to where he needs to go. Yeah, yeah. to what Remember was saying is basically plant, continuing to plant seeds and continuing to find people that are that are that are around. You know that will be willing to plant seeds too, not in a forceful way or nothing, but like you know, for me, I think what what helped me. Well, I think for me, what really led me to commit my life to Christ is I came to an end of myself, you know, where I was trying to do everything on my own and trying to figure things out on my own. And eventually you hit like a rock bottom and and you come to the end of yourself. And for those that have been planting seeds, those are the first people that come to mind, you know, and for you being his sister and, um, you know, if there's any male figures that you may know that he may gravitate towards them planting seeds too. Those are the people he's going to go to. I think at the end of the day, um, especially as men, you know, we, (laughs) 
we want to be independent. Yeah, we want to. Yeah, for sure. And then and then what really leads a lot of guys to to crisis coming to the end of ourselves, because a lot of what we deal with is pride and self-dependence. So Mm, there's there's you can't really force the man into it, just like you can't force a lot of guys into doing a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Oh, we we all did forget to say what brought us to commit. Or like to like have like a relationship. What'd you say your was? I just said um I said I said me seeing people I could relate with also oh, okay. living living out like actual Christianity. Like for me, I saw, I finally saw at a certain point in my life, I finally saw people I could relate to um okay. actually doing being like wholehearted Christians um and disciples. So yeah. I was about to say, for me, it was, it was y'all like fear. You know what I'm saying? It was fear. <laughs> I mean, that's I was, true. Hey, that's it, real. Yeah, real. I, yeah, I mean. It was it was around the time. I think I, I shared this before on the pod, but it was around the time where, like, and this was, like, freshman year, uh, like, senior year, high school, freshman year, college, I think, mm-hmm. where, like, people that I knew were passing away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remy's brother included. So I was, I was like, yo, like, you know, I, if someone asked me, yo, if you die today, you're going to heaven to hell. I honestly, at that time, a thought, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to hell, Brad, like off bucks. But for me, I'm just like, <laughs> for me, it's I'm not just like, funny, but damn. It, 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 I mean, it's it, right. It's the truth, but you know, so yeah. at, at that moment in time, I'm just like, yo, like, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom being in that place. You know what I'm saying? I can't fathom being in hell. It's just not worth it. So, I mean, it was out of fear, but I thank God that, you know what I'm saying, I decided to make that choice. It was an altar call, and I just, and I just went up there, and I made that choice. Um, and, you know, I guess, like, the actual commitment part, uh, that's a great question. I, I think it's more so, like, kind of just seeing certain weights, like, kind of just, like, shed, uh, whether that was just, like, insecurities or whether that was just, uh, you know, certain emotions that I never dealt with. Whatever the case may be, at that point in time in my life, it's just like really just finding something that was like greater than myself and being able to commune with someone who didn't judge me, being able to commune with someone who actually loved me, you know what I'm saying? Like someone who was passionately in love with me to the point where they died for me. And I know this can yeah. be very spiritual, but it, it was the case, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, once you get a revelation of God's love, I think it's it's like you want to pursue him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. want to be at a place yeah. where you're spending time with him because it's just like, yo, like, how many people do you personally know will die the way that he did, humiliated, embarrassed? And what's OC is like, he died for the same people that was doing all of those things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? That were beating him. Like, he died for that person that was beating him. For the person who, you know, it was, it's just wild. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think it's just that revelation of God's love for me, despite my past. You know, all of us, we have a past. Yeah. My past is not perfect. You know, I was a typical high school guy, you know what I'm saying, that had his way. And, you know, the Lord redeemed me, you know? Town Sam. Whoa. <laughs> I put out the... That's a, but, um, that's a throwback that's, that's, for real. That's a throwback for real, for real. But, but, yeah, man, I think for me, it was just a revelation of God's love and, you know, someone that I feel like I can actually commune with without, you know, the fear of judgment. Yeah, I think my, my job was similar, bro. Like, it was around the time my brother passed, uh, I said like I was a Christian because and it was like a default type deal. It's like your family is in it, so obviously you go to church every Sunday and you know you play the part or whatever. But I feel like I I felt helpless, bro. It's like your brother passes, and it's like the realization that at 21 years old it could all be over. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you don't get no take backs, you don't get no redos, you don't get like a run a reset button or like anything like that. And I think um 
that was like the catalyst. Obviously, there's other steps that are involved to like, you know, really making that decision. But I think um, just the realization that like, I, I think I think I felt God's love from like people who knew him. And I felt like the impact he had and certain things like that. And it was really those people around him. I like them, you know, uh, pouring into me when I was at a space where I was just like, bro, what is what is life? Because it's like when you see somebody die like that's close to you, you're just like, what is life? Because it's like, yeah. what? why am I in school? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? This could happen to me tomorrow type stuff. So um, mm. then they were able to pull me out of that place. And then I was confused as to why they were so, you know, willing to even do that. But it was more so like they, they kind of showed me like this was a God thing and it was God's love that they were using. And that kind of like helped me like feel like, okay, this decision is, is something right. And like, mind you, my faith walk has been a roller coaster, ups and downs and all that stuff. But it's like at the, at the core, at the core, it's like this belief system is the guiding light. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'll say right. my our advice is, you know, keep planting seeds, keep, you know, being there and loving your brother. But at the same time, you know, you, you live out your walk too, and he'll see that. You know, he, he's you probably think he's not watching you. He probably you probably think he doesn't see you or your friends, um, but he, he does, you know, and, and he probably and, and those are seeds as well. They don't have to be directly thrown at him to be seeds. So keep living your life. Keep living for Christ and, and praying for your brother. Um, keep sending him our pods. You know, hopefully he'll listen to one. And if, <laughs> and if, and if you feel like you're the one that you're talking about, hey, you can slide in our DMs, too. Right. But yeah. That's I think that's that's what we will say. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I can take number. I can take number three. Um, question three. And question three is, uh, what's one? Let's check out, man. It's uh, what, what's one thing you wish someone had told you about Christianity when you were younger in the faith? Um, and I think, I think for me, I think one thing that I wish somebody told me when I was younger, um, in the faith was that. Uh, the con- consecration, the consecration that you're going through right now is going to be worth it. Um, and because I think early on in my walk, you know, cut out a lot of things immediately and fast and just based on zeal um, and just wanted to be extremely pure, extremely clean. And, and it's just like, I think that that point coupled with like, um, you know, set up, set up systems to, that point and setting up systems to create consistent fellowship and create that importance would be the two things that I would say, just because mm. I think w- as you get older in the faith, you realize, or some people may get saved at this, at, you know, like close to 30 and, and stuff like that. But when you focus on the systems, 30. I mean, we are. So, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I think a lot of us, a lot of us, when we're Christians, we focus a lot on um, the acts, you know what I'm saying? Like prayer and, um, you know, quiet time and reading my bible and we focus a lot on those things as opposed to creating setting up our lives in a way that creates space for those things so that those things can have importance you know because a lot of times i know early in my walk i was doing it because i thought these were the things i need to do to you know build and grow and i would just do them and just kind of like see it as that but i didn't always approach new seasons in my life with how am i going to create time with this for this, yeah. you know, um, and so, you know, whenever I met whoever I dated, whenever I got married, that person, whenever I gained new friends, those people know that this is what I'm about and this is how I move um, because my systems reflect 
that God is at the center. Um, so yeah, just the consecration is worth it. Um, that I went through in the beginning. Um, so if you're a person, when you first get saved, you feel like you have to cut off all this stuff. Um, you know, it may be necessary for you initially, so because you have to relearn some things. Um, yeah. And then the second thing I would just say is um, set up systems and don't just do things um, mm-hmm. to edify yourself. Set up systems um, and lifestyles to edify yourself. And then shift your mindset and understand that, like, yeah. just like don't rate your, don't rate your life based on like how much material you have. Just to add to that point. Great, great. Yeah. I would for me, it would be not to mix the church with you know Christ as far as like your perception of uh-huh. Christ should not Shantana be based Bose. off church you know what I'm saying Shantana, and like how hold on, you're hold, on saying, hold on hold on saying, hold on hold on hold on hold on that's bars bruh, that's real <laughs> say that again just repeat your, it your relationship with Christ how you view Christ should not be subject to how your church is you know what I'm yeah. saying like or how church is period just church in general the culture of church because, you know, son, growing up, all of us, we used to go to church, and we did not like going to church, bro. Let's just be real. Yeah. At some point in your life, nah. all my listeners out there, you can't tell me you love church your whole life. If, if you are that person, God bless you. More power to you. More power to you. But it's because of, like, how the function or how the system of that church was. So, like, for some people, like, even till this day, when they were growing up in black churches, they think of the cathedrals. They think of being in church for hours or they think of just the pastor yelling the whole time and people stomping everywhere. Or they think, you know, that the sermon was extremely hard to understand. So like Christ doesn't understand me. Christ is only, you know, it was only he was only really relevant back then. You know, what I'm saying years and years ago that he doesn't relate to my struggles of today. It's just like if someone could tell me that that would kind of help me so much more in the earlier stages of my relationship with Christ. In regards yeah. to like how I view him, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like a lot of people yeah. think Christ is boring, or a lot of people think that Christ doesn't understand the situation. A lot of people think Christ is con- extremely judgmental um, and condemning. It's good because there are pastors who condemn people, there are churches who condemn people for what they wear, for how their hair looks, for their skirt being too short, or for their pants being too tight. And it's just like, yo, if I have this experience with a church, I'm automatically thinking that's how Christ is. And yeah, it's a myth. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not true. But a lot of people, a lot of Americans think that, you know what I'm saying? So if I can go back and tell myself or even just tell people, new people in the faith, it's just like, no, like, you know, Christ is completely different most of the time than how people are representing him in the church, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, and it's another reason why, like, you really have to pursue him on a personal level. There are things that you'll find out about Christ that may not necessarily be reflected in the church that you actually go to. Yep, but if, you're, if, you're, if you're not actually studying the word, if you're not actually like pursuing a relationship yeah. with him, you're just re- you're believing everything at face value. You're just believing everything that comes out of that man of God's mouth because he's in that position of leadership. But right. that's not always the case. You know what I'm saying? Just like Gabe yeah. was saying, like even when you watch these documentaries or whatever, um, you know, um, church document, whatever the case may be, you do still have to fact check it because that again can be you listening at face value based off what another person is saying that may also not be true about another person. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you just, you just gotta Damn. be careful. But I mean, that's all I'm saying is just like, yo, like just don't get the two twisted. Um, they're not the same church in Christ. They're not the same. You know what I'm saying? That's all I would say. Yeah. yeah. I'll say, bro. I think I'll say, bro. If somebody were to tell me in younger in my faith that it's not about me. You know, it's not about the works that I do. It's not about 
you know, me trying to make myself look like the Christian, the good, the good guy, whatever it may be. Like, it's, it's literally not about me. It's about Jesus, you know, and, and I shared a um, illustration that I heard over the day or uh, over a couple of days ago about what worship really is. Um, and that's, you know, like completely, I'm 26 years old and that's, you know, shaped a lot of how I see my walk now. So, you know, everybody has their preconceived notions of what worship is, right? You know, mainly people think that it's just music. So mm-hmm. the illustration was essentially a pastor talking about how, uh, Pastor Judas Smith talking about how, you know, back in the day, there used to be this Michael Jordan poster, right? It was like life-size poster that everybody would put on their wall. Michael Jordan is like six, you know, six, six, seven. I don't know how tall he is. But essentially, you would put you would put it on your wall and you would look at it be like dang i want to be like mike and then you would go to it and measure yourself you know every other week or every other month and see how closer you are to being you know the same height as michael jordan right so he said that's what that's what worship is looking and instead of it being michael jordan is jesus you know looking at him and enduring the person he is adoring what he's done for you and and that now looking at the poster and aligning yourself like, okay, how much am I more like him today? You know, how much have I grown to be more like him, you know, over the past few months? And I was like, yo, dad Joan is literally what it is. That's what Christianity is. You know, little Christ looking and worshiping Jesus for who he is and looking at ourselves and seeing where we are in alignment to him. That's literally what it is. And I was like, it literally has nothing to do with me, but it has everything to do with Jesus and who he is and what he's done. And I was like, if somebody told me that from the beginning, you know, not to say that things are still working in me now, but I think my, right. my, my views on how everything is to this point would be a lot different. You know, I think it probably would have yeah. saved me for some, from some conversations or for some thoughts, but I was Spanish. like, that, it's, it's that simple. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that simple. And yeah. that's something that I'll share with anybody. <laughs> coming new to the faith mm. you know i, I love for I me love, i love my sports analogy so that john hit <laughs> i think i think for me uh i wish somebody told me to like told me don't operate in fear mm. um i think like that like kind of would encompass a lot of uh stuff that i struggled with and i feel like because a lot of us we like Sam said he came to Christ like in fear. While albeit he can't, the end result, you know, the means was okay because the end was great. But I feel like a lot of us operate in fear in this life, and it's like we we don't do certain things not because we don't want to or because we think think it's wrong. Because some of us don't even think certain things are wrong just because we're afraid of judgment. We try mm-hmm. to present ourselves a certain way because we're afraid of how others would look at who we really were. We're we we're afraid of like certain sins we don't we don't do certain sins not because we don't want to do them but because we're afraid that we could go to hell and i feel like operating in fear is the quickest way to one either slip back into what you're afraid of or two let it control you and then you become a like a character of yourself that's just like you're not your real self but you feel like you've accomplished something because you've ran away from that fear instead of addressing it and i feel like not operating in fear, not being afraid of sin, not being afraid of judgment, not being afraid of people. And like, especially like if, if, if a pastor doesn't look at you, like, like, cause you, we kind of like 
put a lot of weight on like what a pastor thinks. And if a pastor doesn't look at you like, oh, this is how, like, oh, this is how a Christian should be, we're afraid. Yeah. So we like don't, we can't be our true authentic selves. And I feel like if I started there, like I would have been able to operate how I wanted to. And then like, cause there were certain periods of time, like when I first was growing in Christ, like I would just judge everybody because they're, but in reality, they just weren't afraid of being themselves. And I could, and I was judging them based on not what I thought was right or wrong, but just what I was preached, like what was mm-hmm. preached to me. And like, nice. I, I didn't like myself because I felt like I was worse off than them just because I wasn't doing that. And they were, they like, like my judgment made me like, I wasn't happy doing, like I wasn't happy in the space I was yeah. in. And I was definitely like positioning myself like much higher than other people. And I didn't really like that. And I feel like mm. not operating in fear would probably get, put me in a better spot, but obviously like life has its ways of working, but, and here we are. But I think that piece of advice is something I wish I knew. And also like that you can still be yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like in Christ. Yeah. I felt like yeah, Bamas felt like That's they the had- the best way to do it, man. <laughs> Bruh, it's just like, you feel like you, your personality is lost. Like the things you like, you can no longer, I mean, depending on what they were, but it's just like to the core of who you are, your personality, I wish someone would have told me that doesn't need to change. And it, it, yeah. that's exactly how the Lord has created me to yeah. be. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you feel like, oh my gosh, like I have to be this righteous, self-righteous person. I got to right. come across this way. I can't right. be too too loud. I can't laugh this way. I got to, my style got to be a lot more humble. I can't really wear certain <laughs> things. And this is like, yo, yeah, this like, is real. It's funny, but nah, that's real. Nah, nah man. man. You know, so it's just like, it's, yeah, robot Christians, bro. It's a, it's a false, it's like false humility, you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, some people have to recognize that as a Christian, you can have a personality. It's okay to work on your character. It's not all spiritual things. When you see Jesus himself, he was kind. He was, you know, his personality. When you see the reactions um, that people had when they encountered him, um, you know, and things that they said and and things that shock them about his behavior and stuff like that. It's okay to have a personality as a Christian. Like, um, mm. it's okay to, you know, love things and love people. And and it's okay um, with certain things to transition out. You know, like, I could list things for days. But, yeah, nah, to Sam's point, it's okay to have a personality and, and work on your character as a Christian. Like, yeah. work on, you know, your kindness or your love or your patience and stuff like that. And not a spiritual sense. Like, real things. Real. I stand, bro, because I mean, there is a culture of uh, a mode or a fit of what it looks like to be a Christian, especially in Christian yeah. culture, which which turns a lot of people yeah. away. Um, and it's that's not that's not it. You know what I'm saying? If I think if that was the case, we would see there wouldn't be that many characters in the Bible. You know, there's there's so many people in the Bible that have various different backgrounds, various different personalities that have all have one thing in common, which is Jesus, you know? Mm. And if we're, if, if, if God wanted us to be robot Christians, there would have been one character in the Bible. Um, yeah, and there wouldn't, wouldn't have be that will. many. Yeah. There wouldn't be free will. So, yeah. um, like I said, bro, it's, it's all about, it's all about him. Uh, but yeah. Dang, we getting right. we, we we preaching on this pod. I ain't gonna hey, say. <laughs> we preach every pod, boy. This joke got a little anointing. They must know we going on break. Holy Spirit came through. <laughs> so nah, last question. I, I guess I'll read the last joint. So this was an IG DM on the topic of friendship. Um, so it says, should I skip that first joint? 
But I think I should read that too. Uh, you can go to second, second, second paragraph. Oh, bro. Okay. Second joint. That's up to you, bro. Up to you, bro. I started the second joint. This is in light of the cancel culture that I believe millions of young people, in parentheses, even Christians, are drawn to. And from my experience, I think it's mostly females. It's all about cutting she people off. She said it, not us. I didn't mean to cut you off. Right. She said it, not yeah, us. This is, yes. this is a lady sending us this. Yes. Um, a yes. woman okay. listen, sending us. Yes. Listen, listen carefully. Yeah, my, my bad, sign. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, no, no, no. You good. That's it's the, all about... Important. That was the point. It's Sorry, a important note, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about cutting people off when they get toxic or don't bring about positive energy or positive vibes. But I don't hear a lot of... I don't hear a lot on patients and forgiveness in terms of friendships. And I believe that has significantly decreased the value of friendships. It would be awesome to hear about your opinions, especially because you're guys, and I think this is mainly a ladies thing. Does it not affect guys at all? Has the cancel culture brought to light how unimportant friendships really are? Which I think. So, Jeez. actually, I don't need to be first on this. Let me let you out one of y'all rock. There's some things to dissect. Um, yeah. I think... I think it's cool that, you know, we even talked about cancel culture in just terms of friendships because, you know, we're seeing a lot of with celebrities, which in all honesty, it doesn't really cost us much to cancel a celebrity because there wasn't really that tie there uh, yeah. to some, to some. And I think in friendships, uh, I don't know, like I, I, I value a lot of the friendships I do have. And I think there's a lot of strength in the friendships because, there are moments that you need to work through things um, and, you know, have these conversations. And for me, I think even this whole, this whole cancel culture and, and what it looks like to when it, when it is to leave a friend versus when it's is to stay, I think we mentioned on the pod before, I think Gabe mentioned one, sometimes when things become detrimental to, you know, you, a friendship becomes detrimental to you or, um, you know, it's harming the relationship. It's, there's, there's, there's reasons to move on from relationship. I wouldn't necessarily call it cancel, but it's just, it, it is what it is. You know, you're hoping for the best for them and, you know, you guys go separate ways, but I've been wrestling with um, when it comes to friendships and disagreements and things like that. What is the main thing or the main source that you guys can always agree upon. You know, there's, 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 there's never going to be a situation where you have friends that you agree on everything together. It's just, it is what it is. But what are those areas that it's like, okay, you know, I see a, a clear difference here and how we live and how we walk. I'm not canceling you, but it's just, it is what it is. Um, I don't know, I feel like I'm rambling. No, 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 go ahead. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I agree with you. I, I think, um, I do think at this stage of life, like we know ourselves much better. And I do think um, she has a point where a lot of people are just quick to cut people off. Like in your early twenties, I'm not saying I recommend that, but in your early twenties, people shift friendships a lot because they don't know themselves as well. So like for me now at 27, really I, pro- I probably can tell very quickly if somebody is like somebody that I might we probably just won't gel. So it's like mm-hmm. that friendship never even forms. Um, but it's 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 weird because I, I feel like I have different groups of friends. Like I have some friends who will look at me and be like, that guy's a wild boy. And I have other friends, like one of my friends, he literally calls me Kirk Franklin just because of like all the advice I'd be giving this guy and stuff. <laughs> but we still, we still have our similarities and, and we still have certain things that we find in common. Kirk Franklin. But, but oh, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, now you gotta explain that. You gotta explain why. You gotta, you gotta elaborate. Side out. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let's Basically, because like, because I don't cuss. Because when he when he tells me certain things about his escapades, like I I, I just present my POV, which sometimes mm. can be of like have a tint of godliness on it. But like, and he knows that, and he knows I don't judge. Yeah, he has sprinkle. Yeah, sprinkle. And he knows, right. and he knows I don't sprinkle of Jesus. He's like, All right, Kirk Franklin. But like, oh wow. But 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 I think, but one just because like he may not be on the same wave as me in regards to certain things we still have so many other similarities and I wouldn't be quick yeah. to cut that up just because it's like, oh, we're unequally yoked or ABC. I do think there's a heavy influence of like in the Christian culture, like, oh, if that person's not good for you then cut them off and then it positions friendship in a way where it's like every friend has to serve you. No, that's not the case. There are certain friends that I know where I'm, I put more energy into the friendship, but like they need me as a friend type stuff. Sometimes it gets exhausting, but I understand where we're currently at and it's, it should be okay. I think there's levels to like how much of yourself you should give to a friendship because it could be detrimental to you. But but I think um, when it comes to canceling, unless somebody does something that's like really out of pocket, like on our last pod, we talked about sexual abuse and things of that nature. Like, right, right. But, but I think because everyone's so selfish right now, it's like, well, you missed my birthday party. We're not friends no more. Like I've seen situations of people mm, like bro. of a certain gender, they'd be in their mid 20s. Their friend missed their birthday party for a, a good enough reason. But it was yeah. like, I don't think we should be friends anymore because they knew it was my birthday and yada, yada, yada. And I think it just comes from a place of like so selfishness. If you've been free to like, it's all about you your whole life. You're going to think if somebody disrespects you, then it's just on site. It's like war. But um, that's, that's not that way. Guys, guys don't put as much stock into that. Into that. Mind you, guys sometimes don't get as deep as women as when it comes to like talking about their emotions and stuff. I feel yeah. like I'm lucky enough to have a group of friends who do, but I know that there are groups of guys who do not do that stuff, which mm-hmm. is why it's like, they wouldn't cut somebody off because they don't know how they feel about certain things. Cause they never talk about it. But I, I feel like with time and maturity, you get to that space where it's like, I know myself and you'll know if something's good for you or something's just inherently bad. And I wouldn't cut off anything before like you get to that stage of life. I feel like the cult, that was just so good. And I, I feel like the Appreciate cancel culture kind of stemmed from, I mean, would y'all agree that it stemmed from social media? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Right. A good amount. A good amount. Yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, I'd be so irritated with IG culture, bro. It's just, Twitter, it's, a, Twitter it's, worse, it's a whole nother conversation, bro. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's really ironic to like, First of all, casting someone you don't know on a personal level, it's just, I don't, I don't really, it's just, it's a little weird to me. And the reason why I say that, because it's just like, we are, we're so quick to cancel people, but it's just like how you really got to reflect on your life, bro. If there are certain things that people would have found out about you, you, the one that's trying to cancel Virgil, or I'm speaking to you that tried to cancel Kanye. I'm talking to y'all. I'm saying like, people be so quick. To cancel Bama, nah, but Virgil, like, Virgil's still canceled, bro. Say that. Virgil's I mean, I'm fine. He's off whites come out. If the off white ones we release, I'm going to try to get them. <laughs> Virgil's not Virgil. canceled in my book. Virgil, I wish you he stopped stealing from black black young artists, though. All right, go ahead, Sam. Sorry. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to correct somebody, but canceling. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. But all I'm saying is just like, we, we can't be so quick to cancel people when honestly, it's just like there are many reasons why you should be canceled. You know what I'm saying? As a friend, if we're just staying on topic as friendship, Let's just stay there. As a friend, it's just like, look, there may have been those times where you loafed as a friend and you forgot to do something or you loafed as a friend 
and you forgot to show up somewhere or you're just loafing as a friend in general right now by like not reaching out and someone else's head is like yo you deserve to be canceled but it's just like that doesn't necessarily mean that you should and i i just feel like for me it's just like i i'm really loose or i guess really tight with how i can like use that word and, and canceling people even if it's like my friends or if it's like celebrities it's just like yo if people really knew about my life and my past or even random things i even do now man's may get canceled you know what i'm saying like Legit. Me and I, I responded to group, me and being ghost in group chats. I I'm should not, have sent him a tweet from long son. ago. Like, if he ever got famous, delete your Twitter because this is what will get you canceled. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. We all do. But go ahead, sir. Right. So all, all I'm saying is, that's so wild. I need to actually delete that. <laughs> but, and that's what's crazy. So that's what's even crazy. I'm glad you even brought that up. Bamas are being canceled. Nah, so Bamas are being canceled for, for things they've done years ago like yo yes, like man. we as human beings we are allowed to grow we are allowed to mature why do people feel like they have to like you know what i'm saying penalize us from things that were said years ago although they may be yeah. oc things you've done in your past may have been very very oc really? but that just i feel like that just doesn't give us the right to to cancel people because of that and yeah, yeah. i don't know i feel like we just got to be careful with the reason behind why we're canceling someone i think obviously if they've done something wrong like I think Moses said or Remy said that's detrimental to you as a person or your family, then obviously those boundaries should be put in place. But yeah. at the end of the day, just remember to take the log out of your eye before Legit. you now try to, you know what I'm saying? Just always remember that. That's all. That's yeah. all. I and I think, and you really got to like not be selfish when it comes to friendships and accept people for who they are. If you choose to enter a friendship, because like I'll see situations where, so people will forgive their significant other for messing up time and time again. But the moment their friend does something that's way smaller, it's like, nah, she cut off. She's wild. Mm. Da, 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 da. But, it's, and it's like, you have to treat it like it's an actual relationship. If they slip up, have a conversation. Don't just be like, well, they're weird. They're not giving me positive energy. So, off them. You have to, yeah. there's been t- even like my friendship with Gabe. That's how we had his year. It was on the rocks, like all the rocks, and through, through conversation, a lot of conversation, yeah. a lot of digging, True. it you know reconciled. And in my head, it's like if I chose to be his friend, what's the point of me just saying I'll bump this without even having a conversation and trying to reconcile? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think I think to to piggy up back off of what Remy said, as far as my opinion on this question, I think I think a lot of this is. I roll my eyes every time I see a a caption or a tweet that talks about like dropping people and stuff like that, because I think our generation, like generationally, we have a silver spoon kind of vibe about us where there's an entitlement that things should be easy. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm. we never go through hard relationships. We never perseverance. Is it too much of a thing? And I think that's why people who actually can persevere stand out much more in in these times than some of us um in these times like in modern day like culture you know what i'm saying because perseverance isn't common anymore because there's so many people who just want to like our age and stuff like that our generation they want to be in their comfort zone right so it's like escapism i hear a lot of people in relationships when they're having problems in their romantic relationships they want to take space they want to remove themselves from each other and it's like how do you solve a problem with somebody that that you have with somebody apart away from them? You know, a lot of times like yeah. and I do think I do think that there are situations that do call for space. 
but I think there's specific ones. But a lot of people's solutions to problems are to remove themselves. That's why I used to like, because I used to do this thing where if I had a problem with something, I would fast from it. You know, like I have I, I have a problem with social media, you know, like I'm just going to fast from social media for two months, you know, whatever. And then you come back, you develop the same problems. And now you're thinking about fasting again. What you need to address is how to manage social media, your mentality around social media, things of that nature. There was a time where like, I fasted for, I don't know, it was a short period of time. It was like two, three weeks. And I made sure that every time I wanted to hop on Twitter and anytime I would accidentally do it, I would instead go to my Bible, you know, whatever. So I would fill it with something. And so I just, um, to, to go back to the original point, I think a lot of times people just, they don't, they don't know how to persevere through hard times with relationships. Um, you know, I think more grace should be given for certain things. I think you should really realize. Um, and, and another big thing is the lack of friendship levels and boundaries. Everybody doesn't have to have the same level of access to you. If this person ruins your trust in this small nature, you can stop. You can, hold, you can still hold them close as a friend, but then you don't have to share everything in your life. You know, I think there's value in having you know, friends who are close to you, you know, like where it's like this person's family and their friends who are close, to, who are cool with you, where it's like, you know, they can come through my house unannounced. And then there are right. other friends where it's like, nah, you got to hit me before you come through. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so then there are like, other friends bro. that, yeah. And then there are other friends that I see you at our common place. You know what I'm saying? Like, and until you show me somehow that I can trust you more or, you know, I put it out there that I want to try to trust you a little more. And you do good with that. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think one of the biggest problems um, with us as a generation is just that um, hardship. Um, our, our view of hardship is very minimal to an extent sometimes, mm. um, because a lot of times our parents try to give us more privilege. And so, you know, we didn't and our parents didn't teach us anything about relationships a lot of times. So, you know, sometimes we don't want to give people chances or things of that nature right. or. You know, we don't know how to decrease trust to an extent. So all we know how to do is cut us, cut somebody off. Like, yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to tone it down a bit. I just, you know, I don't know how to love a little less. I don't know how to, you know, whatever. So hey, yeah, I just, and that's like, yeah. and what I think about from what Remy said, from Sam saying, Gabe said, selfishness. I think plays a lot of role into it because we want relationships and friendships that are self-serving and are convenient for us, right? And then what Gabe said, uh, not having to push through anything out of perseverance or dealing with conflict. So sometimes canceling people is the easy way out. It was like, all right, you know, you did this. I don't feel like talking with it. I really, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to handle this situation. So I'm going to just cut you off and try to find somebody else that can fill this void and serve me in this way. And when that happens to them, I'm going to cut them off too. So you just end up in a circle of, cutting friendships and just finding people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear and serve you. And in the back of your mind, you may find somebody that does that, but at the back of their mind, they're just like, yo, this person, like they talking about you behind your back. I think for me, I've been learning the beauty of disagreement, the beauty of conflict, uh, the beauty of you having friends that you focus on serving them rather than vice versa. Like this group of guys here, like, bro, I, I couldn't be more thankful for a group of guys. And it's not even just these four, three guys, but our group of people that are around us in our lives, bro. It's literally an, 
an anomaly. And I think even for that, I think I think about recreating that for other people um, all the time and, you know, not just being selfish with that, but praying that people have that for themselves too, especially with guys, you know. I don't know how it is to create that for girls, but that's what oh, I've been yeah, thinking it's, about. It's different for us. It's, <laughs> it's different. different. I think yeah. the, the best advice, just to like go back to the question, I feel like it's just looking at friendship as like a two-way street. And even if it's hard, um, trying to trying to decipher between this is just a, a relationship, uh, this is just a friendship struggle and this friendship is too much for me because there are times in which you do need to cut somebody off. Like, let's not forget that point. But there are times where it's just like, this is the growing pains. And it's like, people want friends that they've never gone through anything with. And it's like, if that's the type of friendship you want, you're probably going to have a new set of friends every three years because you can't spend, like, I, I can't spend a certain amount of time with somebody and not be frustrated at something they do. That's just not human nature. We're all different. We're all going to have disagreements. No matter how like-minded you are, there's going to be something you disagree on. And deciphering Definitely. between the, the two is really important. Like, and I think it comes with time and knowing yourself. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is when, when, when cutting things off, I've tried to reframe my mind in terms of, instead of like using cancel and all that, just leaving it to God, you know what I'm saying? Even if our relationship is no longer there, I'm hopeful that me leaving you to God and you figuring out whatever it is that may have caused us to, to separate, like trusting God that, I can love you from a distance. It is what it is. We don't talk, but I'm trusting God will do, still do good things in your life and, and bring you to him or people that will bring you to him. So that's kind of how I look at it now uh, in that sense. But that's good. yeah, man, Dang, this, this, is a a long, this is a long one. Yeah, it was a long yeah. but good episode for sure. Yeah, Hope is, y'all, if y'all is, made it to the end, we rock with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate y'all. There's people that texted me after the, the last one with Mo. They made it to the end. It was like, yo, this is a good, this was heavy, but it was a much needed conversation. I was like, hey, people really listening to these jumps. People listen. <laughs> so, people so listen. I'd like, hey. be so surprised every time somebody, every time I find like a new person I don't really know like that that says they listen, I just be like, bro, like, <laughs> thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah. God is good. But like we said, we're going on break. Hopefully this is something that'll hold you over um, until we get back. We're going to be back with a lot of content. Um, if you guys have ideas or anything that you want to hear from us or um, see from us when we get back, you know, feel free to hit us up. You know, like we said, this is not just for us, for us to be known or whatever it may be, but it's a community. Um, yeah. And hopefully when who knows when things open back up, we definitely want to do more things such as events and, and things of that nature. So that's why you should cop up Project P30T. Because everything goes back to the to the business of what we're trying to do. Um, but yeah, man, if you like the episode, share it with anybody who you feel may be impacted by it or affected by it. Um, we're here for y'all, man. And until next time. <laughs> and this is the Greatest Podcast. See you in a few months. And we gone. We gone.